Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in New Haven, Connecticut with my good friend Karen Cordaway, host of the Everyday Bucket List podcast. Karen was born and raised in New Haven, and she loves being close to the water while still having access to the big city of New York just 90 minutes away. In this episode, Karen and I talk about eating New Haven-style pizza, visiting Yale University, and attending the Festival of the Arts. You'll hear about these three amazing attractions, plus a bunch more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash New Haven. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Whether I'm traveling for business or pleasure, it's important to have clothes that make me look good and feel great. I wear Bluffworks jeans, slacks, dress shirts, and blazers because they're wrinkle-free and are designed for the modern traveler. And if they get dirty, a quick spin in the washing machine, and they're good as new. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash bluffworks for a special offer and select from the latest styles so you can stay wrinkle-free when you travel. Hey, Karen, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Lee. Thanks for having me. Today, we're talking about New Haven, Connecticut. And honestly, I don't know much about it. I've seen a lot of pictures like uh, of like the fall in Connecticut, and the colors are always so beautiful. So excited to have you on and learning all about New Haven, and hopefully we'll get a chance to come up and visit sometime. So what's your connection to New Haven? You know what? I was born and raised there, and I'm a town over, but I'm still in the New Haven area. I like being on a coast. I also lived in California for a year, so I like to be near water, and um I like being close to New York, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island. So I really do like the New England area. Coming from California, we didn't really have colors. We didn't really have seasons. It was warm and then occasionally a little chilly. And so it's so pretty being here on the East Coast and and just seeing the amazing colors. And to me, I'm still like almost like a child, like wondering in amazement, seeing, seeing it all. If you had to describe the people or the city of, of New Haven in a couple of words, how would you do that? You know, I think I would pick eclectic because there's such a wide variety of food. You know, it's casual to fine dining. There are so many different cultures in the area. It's also a college town. Yale is there. So there's people from all over the world. If I was a tourist, I'd probably say manageable. It's a manageable city to see all the great things there. Nice. And so like we were talking about with the the seasons and colors and everything else, uh, what's the weather like throughout the year? And then are there certain festivals or events that happen throughout the year that if somebody's planning their vacation that they go, you know what, I really want to make sure I attend that? Well, the weather, we get the four seasons. You know, it can snow as early as November all the way to March. Other times it's more mild. April, May, and June are like the best months to come here because July and August, it can get kind of hot and humid. And September is also nice and it's more off-season and it's still summer-like, so uh, that's a great time, too. And there are a lot of festivals in, the, in New Haven on the green. Many concerts are there for free. One year, um, Sheila E. was here, and it's really just for the city. Like I said, people can go for free. But there's also the International Festival for the Arts, and there's a lot of theater and music and choirs and all types of things going on throughout the city. That happens in like May, 
all the way through June. That's a big event that people like. The arts is appreciated in that area. I'm sure also, like you said, if, if Yale's there, there's you know some of the different sporting events, and, and I'm sure they have other events that, that are happening in relation to the college as well, right? Right, right. And Yale football is a big deal, and you know, I don't know what it's like today, but that was always like a fun thing to do as someone from New Haven or people from different towns uh, would go and watch the games. And there was a lot of tailgating back then. I'm, I'm sure on some level it still happens. So that's a lot of fun. Okay. If people are planning their trip and they want to come visit New Haven, what's the best way to, uh, to get there? Is there a local airport nearby or do you have to kind of drive for a distance to be able to get there? Well, it all depends on what you want to do. Because I can't say come to New Haven as if it's New York City. Like I would latch it on to a New York City trip and then maybe you fly into JFK and then you could hop the train to New Haven. That would be like the easiest thing if you are planning to come out here to see other things. But we do have an airport an hour away in Hartford, but we also have another one that's like a town over. It's a small airport that connects to Philadelphia International, but it's they only run American Airlines through there. So it gets a little intricate with, you really have to understand like, why am I going there? How long am I gonna be there? All of that kind of thing, because to get from Hartford to New Haven, you know, I've always had people pick me up at the airport. I didn't realize it can be pretty intricate because the airport is a ways away from the train. And the train only costs like $8 to get to New Haven. But then if you have a family, you know, that might be times four and getting from the airport to the train, there's such a wide variety of ways to do it. You kind of have to map out what is the cheapest. And I want to say there's a site called shuttlefare.com and it'll show you all the different scenarios. So you could take a shuttle or a bus, you know, there's a variety of ways to get to New Haven. You could rent a car depending on what you want to do. The only hard part about that is New Haven isn't one of those towns where you want to drive because there's a lot of one-way streets. It's very hard to park on the street. You know, you could use the hotel parking, but like I said, it's all in what your preferences are and what you want to pay. Because sometimes maybe if you rent a car, it's just so much easier to just get right there instead of having to figure out, okay, I go to the shuttle, then the train, then the Uber, you know? <laughs> For sure. Or, you know, all the, the listeners, they can just reach out to Karen and say, hey, would you mind picking us up from the airport, right? You know, that's the best way, right? That's a, that's a good option too. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Now we're in a town. Are there certain parts of town that we, if we're planning to visit, that, okay, that's where you want to be able to stay at that hotel, uh, maybe it's something a little bit unique, or maybe there's certain neighborhoods that you want to be able to stay in? Well, I would definitely stay downtown. The hotels are really nice. And you have to remember, you know, parents of kids who are aspiring to go to Yale or people whose kids do go to Yale, you know, they have these really nice hotels to stay in. There's the Omni Hotel, the Blake Hotel. It's called the Study at Yale, the New Haven Hotel. And prime location, right downtown, very pretty. You probably will pay a little bit more, but then... If you're not driving, you know, that can even out. The reason why I would do that is because there's so many little things you could do that are in walking distance. So like you're getting the experience of the nice hotel, but there's also the Yale Art Museum, the British 
art museum and they're like right across from each other and they're both very nice. You know, it also goes back to what do you like to do? Because there's restaurants, there's bars and it's all within reach and it's still family friendly. So it's all depends on how much time you want to spend in New Haven to get the most out of it. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And like you were talking earlier that maybe New Haven is Maybe you're not going to go there and spend a week or 10 days, but you may add it on as a trip to, say, uh, say New York City. If somebody was planning saying that they're going to do New York and they were going to do a little side trip to New Haven, how many days should they plan on spending there to be able to see like most of the fun things? I would do a long weekend, maybe two to three days. Okay. Yeah, because like I said, the art museums and everything is very manageable. So, you know, you're not going to get lost. You're just going to come out of your hotel And the art museum actually has like modern art. You'll see Picasso. Um, I believe the name is Kandinsky or Kandinsky. I can't remember how to pronounce that artist. Very manageable. It's not overwhelming. You know, you could just take time to see one of your favorites. There's also like photography and drawings in there. So it's not so, so old. You know, if you have kids, you'll see those bright colors (laughs) with the modern art, you know. Yeah. And then... You know, the British Arts Center, I know as a child that wasn't as appealing to me, but um, it's another thing to see. And it's really the the food down there. There's a place called Lou's Lunch. It's this really tiny place. They supposedly invented the hamburger. They have an amazing hamburger and it, they don't really put condiments on it. They're so proud of like how their meat tastes that they don't put ketchup. They have like these strict rules and it's it's a really cool place and they have the old fashioned, like, it's like they steam the hamburger. Oh, wow. It's amazing. Yeah, you get to watch and it, they're very nice people. That sounds like a lot of fun. And then I'm always jealous of like the, the East Coast like colleges because I went to a commuter school back in California and it was just a bunch of like basic boring <laughs> buildings, right? And every time I come back to the East Coast and I, I see some of these just amazing buildings that, at colleges that have been around for, you know, 100, 150 years or, or more. And it's, it's almost like a, like a European feel because they're, they're just kind of majestic buildings. And, and I'm always envious of like the college students. They're able to attend those colleges and be around such amazing architecture. Right. And what you can do is schedule a tour. Someone can take you around to the different buildings. They'll let you know the time period. If it's like a Gothic style building, Obviously, if it was made in like the 1800s, you know, there's always a story behind everything. There's even one building that mimics something from Harvard. So it definitely has that look and feel. It is very special to be in that area. Oh, sure. You mentioned Harvard, right? and we were talking about the football earlier. And I think that's like still, even to this day, a, a huge rivalry game for, for the football is like Yale versus Harvard. Right. So, yeah, that's that's very exciting, too. And it's funny because where a lot of the buildings are, there's this area, the street is Broadway. There's a lot of really cool restaurants over there. There's this one place. It's um, an Asian place. It's very authentic to, I believe, the northern part of China. So some students, Yale students, decided that they wanted food from their home country, you know, because that's very hard to adjust when you go away to another country, like the culture shock. So they started it and there's actually another place in New York. It's amazing. Like it's kind of set up like Chipotle style where you pick your rice, your meat and the vegetables you want to put in it. You know, it's not what you think of when you think of like your regular Chinese 
um, restaurants around here. It's very authentic and I think of it as healthier. Like there's not as much salt and, you know, I don't, I don't exactly know all the ingredients, but it's not what you think of like a regular store around. Sure. And then uh, what's the name of that place? That is called, I believe it's pronounced Junzi. It starts with a J, J U N Z I. Okay. And you, you would miss it. You know, I actually read about it because it's, it's newer. And what's cool is any place that you eat from around there, you could take your food and that place is takeout only. You could take your food and you cross the street and there's like a cement island. So you're sandwiched, the streets sandwich you in on the cement island. There's all little tables. And one time my husband and I went down there and there's just a man on the corner playing a saxophone. You know, you have cars going by, you see a pretty buildings. It was just like a really cool experience. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Nothing like having uh, really good food and then just having that great ambiance around you as well without a huge price tag. A lot of times you're paying a lot for for that ambiance and it, it seems like it was all just pretty much free went along with it, right? Exactly. So I know that certain areas of like the Northeast or even around the country that they have like specialized foods, right? Like you got the, the chowder in Boston and like the New York uh, Italian uh, and uh, you know, the pizza and everything and bagels. Are there special foods that are there in the New Haven or special foods kind of in that Connecticut area that it's like you can only really get that, that special food there? Well, um, New Haven style pizza is world famous. It was invented by Frank Pepe, and I want to say his grandson runs the pizza place now. It was actually, they bought it and they expanded. They're like in casinos, they're in different parts of Connecticut. It's just this amazing thing, crust. And they invented what is called, they call it a clam pie because people used to say pizza pie. It's a white pizza with clams and garlic. And even if you're not a seafood person, everybody's just like, wow, this is amazing. So that's definitely something that you cannot leave New Haven without going down to the Worcester Street area, which you could just Uber from downtown to Worcester Street. And there's also other pizza places that are New Haven style, but most of them learned from that pizza place. So those are the only ones that can be considered that. Some people try to steal that. I think they can get in trouble if they put that in there. (laughs) But people will try to put their pizza place in New Haven, so that vibe rubs off, you know, oh, like sure. oh, we're in New Haven, New Haven pizza, you know? Yeah. My, I, I know my wife would love it because she loves seafood. And I, I know sometimes even here she gets a white sauce on the pizza and everything. And I'm just like, you know, plain Jane, four-year-old eating pepperoni pizza. And, and she gets all the unique variations and concoctions and puts it all together. And I look at it sometimes, I'm like, that's barely even pizza. But she looks at me like, at least I'm not eating pepperoni anymore, you know? And so she's happy when she's able to, to have those varieties like that. So she would definitely love uh, to be able to try that. And, you know, I may, I may sneak in a bite or two just to kind of see what, see what it's like. No, if you like pepperoni, I mean, obviously every place has that. Yeah. But um, I just want to tell you the other places because we've had friends who come here and they hear about the pizza. They want to try all these different places. So another one that has spun off of there, it's called Modern. There's one called, they say Grand Abid's. There's another one on the same street called Sally's. And these people are either related to the original restaurant or they worked for them. So, you know, they have some of that secret magic in there. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, that's awesome. Like you're, you're paying it forward. You're, you're like teaching the next generation of chefs, 
and that way they're going to put their own little spin on it as well, right? And so I love that they kind of branched off from the original and then they're putting their own little spin on things. That's pretty cool. But I do want to tell you that New Haven has such a variety. You could get a super fancy restaurant that's like Spain called Barcelona. There's like an, it's called the Urban League Cafe. It's just like France. I've been to France and I've eaten at this restaurant. It's very formal though. There's Indian restaurants, Cuban, Ethiopian, and it's all like in this small little area. But if you have any listeners that are like vegetarian, there's a place, it's really cute. It's called the Little Salad Shop. You could just quickly go in, order a salad, and be on your way. There's Claire's Corner Copia. She's completely vegan, and she has some gluten-free items. That's been around forever. That's a great spot. So, yeah, there's a lot of variety. And like I said, it could be super casual, like that hamburger place, all the way to like super fancy, like a French restaurant. Oh, sure. So like you mentioned the Barcelona, like I actually just booked a flight for my family and me to go. What's the name of that place? No, I believe it's called Barcelona. You know, they have tapas and traditional Spanish cuisine. I'm sure they probably have some like infusion ideas too. So yeah, that's a really nice restaurant as well. Yeah. Some paella and everything else, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's such a variety. There's like tequila bars and gourmet burger places. So if you're a food person, you know, three days might not be enough, but (laughs) (laughs) unless you like hitting restaurants for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So say like, you know, uh, kids are getting a little restless. We've been out walking around all day, checking out all the buildings and all the boring adult stuff. We want to kind of treat the kids for being good, maybe just some ice cream or, or like a sweet shop or something like that. Where would we go for that? Okay. There's a really cool place called Milk Craft and they have honeycomb cones and they have these really very different ingredients like you could have like a s'mores one and you know it's really filled with chocolate there's a marshmallow on top that sounds decadent very very unique too like vietnamese coffee or just it's a different experience and there's also insomnia cookies which is very popular um, you know, the Yale students just love to go and get their little junk food once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't blame them. You know, you got to get that sugar high after being sitting in the library all the time studying, right? You got to wake up and, and snap out of it. Say my wife and I are there and we want to go out for like a nice date night uh, and maybe like a, like a nightcap afterwards. Where would we go for that? Okay, for date night, let's see. There's a place called Bar. What's cool is the front of it is like, a glass garage door. And sometimes in the summertime, they open the door. And that's what's cool about the New Haven vibe is you could be at one bar and everything is open and you could see the people across the street. People like bounce around. There's another place called Geronimo where you can go inside or you could sit outside and eat as well. But you're up high, like you go upstairs, but then you get to like oversee like people walking on the street. Like I said, if there's music playing or you just kind of feel connected to everybody in different places, even though, you know, you're in your own restaurant. It's kind of fun, you know, in the summer when people are out and about. So I would definitely say those two places are great. And like I said, if you like gourmet burgers, there's this place called Prime 16. It's a gourmet burger place and a tap house. Just very unique combinations. Like they really elevate the burger to a new level. It just depends what you're in for. If you want 
fine dining. Like I said, there's that French place. It, it all depends on what you want to eat, how you want to dress. Cause my favorite is casual fine dining. Like I really like really good food, but I don't like to feel like I have to feel so formal and dressed up. So there's a lot of places like that. Well, I mean, the way you described all the different wonderful food options, I'm going to have to bring my stretchy pants when I come visit you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, Karen, I really appreciate you sharing all these wonderful tips for New Haven, but now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited New Haven, where should they go and what should they eat? As I mentioned, Pepe's Pizza on Worcester Street. It's a historic area and Libby's is right next door. It's Italian ice, gelato, and cannolis too. Oh, nice. A little pizza and a little gelato. That sounds like a good evening for me. So you lived in the New Haven area for a long time. What's one of your most memorable stories of being there? Definitely going out with my friends in that area when we were in our 20s. And um, we were kind of silly for New Year's, like we rented a limo, even though it was like somewhere we went out all the time. We're like, let's get a limo and go downtown. (laughs) I mean, you got to spoil yourself every once in a while, right? That's right. And especially if you're out drinking, it's good to have a designated driver. That way you can enjoy yourself and not have to worry about it. Speaking of that, where's the happiest happy hour in, in New Haven? Well, if you like pork tacos, beer battered onion rings, Parmesan meatballs, and fried plantains, you could definitely head back to that Prime 16 for happy hour. It just sounds like a great place because they have like selected beers, are cheaper, cocktails, wine, and like you said, it's very unique. Oh, fantastic. So you probably already answered this one. Maybe you have a a new option for me. I always eat pizza wherever I go. So we got Pepe's. What's the other pizza place I should go for pepperoni? Bar has great pizza. The one with the, uh, the glass garage door. They actually have, you could put mashed potatoes on top. I don't know about pepperoni. I mean, you could order pepperoni too. <laughs> yeah, I, I like mashed potatoes. I like pizza, but I don't know if I've ever thought of putting them together. But, you know, sometimes, <laughs> they, sometimes the chefs amaze you, right? With like the, the different tastes that they put together. And, you know, sometimes you're like, ah, that, that shouldn't be good. But it's actually amazing. Yeah, that's that's the only place I would order that pizza. <laughs> you know, Karen, I know that you have an awesome book about travel and you have your podcast as well. So I, I know you have some wonderful travel tips. What's one of your favorite? Get souvenirs that are practical. So whether it's a t-shirt, you know, that isn't cheesy, but things that you can use in everyday life. Maybe you take photographs and you really frame those nicely when you get home and you always have that memory. Yeah, no, I, I always had the, the dream. I've never followed through on it, but because I take a lot of pictures of, of just like the architecture of buildings when I'm around and maybe I'll eventually do it. But I'm looking at like creating like black and white photos of some of the iconic buildings that I've taken over the years and using that as like a, a decoration on one of the walls of our house. Oh, that's really smart. Cameron, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips. I can't wait to come up there and hang out, try some of that New Haven style pizza. For the audience that doesn't really know much about you, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and then share a little bit about your book and your podcast? You can find me at karencordway.com. I blog about bucket list ideas and fun things to do. And I have a podcast that does the same thing. It's called the Everyday Bucket List Podcast. And you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other places where podcasts are found. Well, fantastic. So if 
Anybody, if you have any questions about uh, about New Haven, definitely reach out to Karen uh, or, you know, check out her podcast too. I actually was on there talking about Nashville. So I'll give you some of my best tips for Nashville uh, if you listen to that episode. So Karen, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for being here. And we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thank you. What an awesome conversation with Karen. As you know, I'm a huge fan of pizza. So we're going to have to check out that New Haven style to see if I like it. You can find all the links we talked about today at wetravelthere.com forward slash New Haven. We want to say thank you to Bluffworks for being an affiliate partner of today's episode. Bluffworks offers many styles to fit your needs, so that way you can stay wrinkle-free while traveling. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks and use the promo code LEAD to save 10% off your order. Join us next time as we head to Delray Beach, Florida to speak with my good friend Greg Van Horn of FinanceBaz.com. Greg and I talk about the Discovery Center Shark Tank, exploring the Murakami Japanese Museum, and snorkeling at the SS Incholva shipwreck. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app so that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations. 